Guess who's coming to dinner? Here is another love note for your journey. Guess who's coming to dinner? I know we there's been movies about this. But as I was sitting here, um, and we're preparing. Um, I know we're close to um, Thanksgiving uh, is right here. And um, a lot of people uh, do prepare their homes for guests. Um, family is coming, friends. Um, so this is a time that we start getting uh, things together in our home. I know for me, <laughs> I do do a little bit more <laughs> than I would normally. But I'm glad I like this because it makes me go deeper. It makes my family go deeper. But uh, anyway, that's a whole different story. But we are preparing, um, getting things ready. And uh, you got guests coming over. You know, and you think about that. You know, guess who's coming to dinner? And so guess who's coming to dinner as I sat here before I even came up with the title of this. The Lord helped me with this was um, I was uh, coming here in just my private time and just thanking God and just thanking God for the intimacy and the privacy that we have and that he's a part of every part of my life. And I was just thankful. And I was sitting here and I said, Lord, I'm so grateful that I know area in my life that I'm like, God, this is my personal space. Please do not enter, you know, give me six feet and we know we heard that a lot but I don't and I know that that is because I'm enjoying this intimate relationship I'm getting more truth and so as you get that the person that you used to be uh where you might have did a lot of things even though God was there you didn't quite know him like you know him now and so as we were walking, so I was thanking God about that. And it made me think about what me and my good friend, as we took a walk yesterday, something she said, because I was talking about intimacy with the Lord. And she said this, that she said, let me get this right. She said, we do a lot of things for God and about God, but we forget to do things with God. And, um, I was I wanted to get it right, so I texted her this morning and asked her, remind me of, and I had it right. I didn't know if I had it right or not, but I uh, this is so true, and I witnessed this, and I see this. In times, I still have times that I am doing things, and I'm like, oh, I have the Holy Spirit with me. I have the Lord with me. I have the comforter. I have the encourager. I have the, the the strengthener with me. I don't have to figure this out on my own. So it is a process of renewing your mind. And even when I thought about this, uh, saying, I said, this sounds a lot like just religion going through, you know, I do a lot of things and people can say that I do a lot of things that might be about God. I might do a lot of things this for God, but when it comes to doing things with God, you have to stop and ask yourself, am I doing things with God? And so, as I say here, I found 
because uh, I thought about Luke. I thought about Martha and Mary because Martha was, uh, Mary was at the feet of Jesus and Martha was being busy. And guess who came to dinner? They invited Jesus in to their home for dinner. So I found this night, this, uh, as I kind of looked up a little bit more, I was researching more on um, just inviting Jesus into every detail of our life, being aware of that intimacy that we can have him a part of every, even areas that even when I, because I walk with him all day on this journey, areas that I might not show that, hey, this is something that God would do. It might not have been so nice the way I said it or the thing that I might have done. I thank God for just being able to, oh, God, forgive me for that. And God showing me the right way to do it. Oh, you could have said that better. Oh, look at how, you know, certain things that it just encourages my soul that, Lord, I want to know, you know, I want to grow. So I found online and it's, it's, um, SeanThompson.com, and I'm not going to read all of it, but it was very interesting and went to what and goes with what I was trying to share. It just gave me more insight. Again, I, you can go on there and you can read it because the title was Inviting Jesus into Your Home. And so I'm just going to read some of it because I found it to be so interesting and just, Lord, you know, something that I can look at, that we can look at. And one of the things that the word, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture first. That's what I'm going to start with. And I'm reading Luke 10, 38 and 42. As Jesus and his disciples continue on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by big, by the big dinner she was preparing, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. About. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken from her. And so she knew that, and we do that, we get distracted doing all these things for, you know, for God, about God. She was preparing dinner for him. But look at what uh, uh, Mary was doing. She was enjoying time with God. She was sitting at his feet. And so... um this this reading that I have, again, I'm just going to read some of it. And I like this. It said, the word welcome here in the original Bible language is hypodexima, ma, uh, literally under, which means literally under to receive. In other words, to receive under your roof, to receive under your personal care and attention. That is what Martha did with Jesus. She received him under her roof. And that is what each of us must do with Jesus as well. We must invite him under the roof of our heart and our home. A lot of people think about Christianity as being a lot about the things we do at church. But real Christianity is not just about church. It's about our real everyday life at home. 
If Jesus is really going to be your Lord and Savior, you have to personally receive him into your own life and into your home. And so I like this right here. It says, uh, so in the final message, in this final message, Mary and Martha series, Luke 10, I want us to look at the idea of inviting Jesus into your home. This is a personal and important thing for each one of us to do. So you, uh, so what are specific ways we can welcome Jesus into our home? So I'm just going to read a few of them. Um, one of the things that it says, number one, it says, make sure you have really received Jesus as your Lord and Savior of your life, including your home. And this is, this is vital. This is vital. This is important. I'm going to read this part as well. Now, this may be more trickery than it sounds at first because many of us have gotten used to the spiritual language of asking Jesus into your, into, to be your Lord and Savior. And we think of it as just the little religious decision that we make at church that really doesn't affect the rest of our lives. You know, you go forward in church, you sign a car, you get baptized, whatever. It's just this is this just a religious thing you do? We think of it as a church thing when reality, surrendering your life to Jesus, um, whole life thing that dramatically affect every area of life, including your home. And so this is where it starts. And when we invite Jesus into our lives and we invite him into our hearts, are you did you, are you really receiving him? Did you receive him? Did you ask him? And then when you do that, um, he tells us to follow him. He told a lot of people, uh, Peter, he told Peter to leave his nets. Um, he told um, Matthew, leave his tax office uh, and follow him. Uh, the, there's more. He told the, even the rich ruler, you know, he hey, sell everything that you have. So. He wants us to follow him. And so that was number one. And number two, yeah, number one, that's number one. Uh, number two was live the Christian life at home. Like it doesn't turn off and it doesn't stop. This makes me really think of a client that um, I was doing her hair and she was just telling me, how, you know, she goes to church. She was like, I got to go to church. I get up and I got to be there. And she was just telling me how her husband doesn't go. And she was like, I want him to go. He doesn't go and things like that. And he know he should be going. And I just get myself dressed and going. I'm like, that's good. You know, that's good. Just keep your husband can be won over by you and what you do. And so you can't force nobody to go. But, um, one of the things I realized, even when she was talking and talking on the phone and even in conversation, um, the words that was coming to her mouth were so foul, you know, and I'm just like, wow, you know, like, and I know that there you all, we're all at a pl certain place and we're growing. But when this is another believer, you know, we, we, people, they look at us more in our homes. People look at you outside. They don't look at you really when you in church. They look at you outside. And so I just, you know, and I'm going to send her something encouraging because I got a good scripture and I'm just going to let the Lord just lead me on, on sharing that. And I know I can be open with this person. But again, we have to live that life, that Christian life at home. And number three was worship God at home, just not at church. It's intimacy. I told you when I come into my closet, 
You know, I it and not just in my closet, I'm being more aware wherever I go. I just speak in my prayer language. It might not be loud, it might be in my car, might be in my kitchen when I'm doing things in my kitchen. I just I thank God and worship God. We have to continue to be thankful. We have to continue to worship him. We don't just raise our hands and praise God when we in the church and then when we come out, we live different lives. It's like, okay, that's that's just that. No, you have been blessed. This is a blessing. It's not a curse to have Jesus walking with you every day because you have him with you all day. I like how Creflo say your unseen partner. You have the Holy Spirit with you. You have a partner. You have somebody with you, guiding you, helping you in every part of your day. Even when I've said this before, when I'm doing hair, sometimes I'm like, okay, Lord, help me with this style or help me with this color. We get to invite even those small things. It's not just when you get a big bad report or report or, you know, something's going on with the family or something, your job. It's like every detail you can, you, he's, you can invite him in. And the fourth thing they said is spiritual food, uh, around your house. And so that's important. Um, I'm going to read that part because I thought that one was gave a little bit more. Um, okay. It says, um, Four, it it called it remove any stumbling block from your home. And it talks about the things that might be that can make you. I'm going to go ahead and read it. I'm sorry. I thought this was really good analogy. Your flesh, your worldly sinful person and your godly spirit have two entirely different kinds of diets. One is for one is good for one and the other is harmful and vice versa. What your sinful self wants will hurt your spiritual life. And what your spirit needs to feed on will oppose your flesh. This is very important. And what kind of spiritual food or input you have around your house. So again, we have to think about the things that we might have around our house that can be like a stumbling block that can be you know, causing like, no, we, I don't want to watch this or I don't want to look at this or I don't want to do this certain thing. You know, you have to be aware of that. And so this, again, this was just a very good, that was just a little bit that I want to share. The whole thing when I sum it up and what the Lord was giving me is just, we going to be past just doing things about God and doing things for God. That's like me doing this podcast and sharing scripture sharing all this and all that I'm sharing and I know I can't do this by myself Lord what do you want me to say God what words do uh, are you ministering to my heart that I can pour out to someone else and so we want to be at that place that we're doing things with God and in a, when we look around, because people, they, they're looking for light. They see us. They see our lives. And we, yeah, we know we are not perfect. But that right there, the religious part and the relationship, that those are two different things. And you want to be on that relationship with the Lord, that intimacy with the Lord. So I know that was long, but that was very encouraging. And, you know, just allow the Lord to give you more on that to encourage you, to help you, uh, to know that you have help, to know that you have him there with you. 
Uh, one thing that I thought about with the um, guests who's coming to dinner, you know, when your guests come, they come, you know, they stay there. I got guests that stand for a couple days when they stay there, but then they leave. Well, when we invite the Lord in, we want him to always stay, always be a part. When we invite him into our hearts, he's there forever and he never leaves. And so I hope that encouraged you and may you be encouraged as the Lord gives you more love notes for your journey.